Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. I don't think I understand fate, to be honest. I think this season's really going to teach us a lot. We've got okay. 25 episodes. Why do we have 25, not 20? Because we need extra. Usually when there are extra episodes, we're really stacking the learning. But no, I feel there's another reason. Normally we've had one season with with uh, five extra. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely a reason other than just there's more learning. Because otherwise... Yeah, we won't get that reason today. Okay. That's okay. No, yeah. Okay, yeah. so... Soul memory and past lifetimes. Okay. The soul memory practice, we hold memories from previous lifetimes. And all of those memories carry within them a trauma, right? Not all memories, not every single memory. But the key memory is always the trauma. And the trauma is separation, right? I and God are not one. And we experience that trauma in various ways, just as we would in this lifetime, right? And usually there's a story around it. And... Soul memory often will look for the story in order to identify that moment of separation and in healing that story and in healing that memory, you can find wholeness within that experience. And if you can bring that lifetime and that experience of separation to wholeness, you can actually then bring wholeness to all the other memories of separation for that soul in its history right so So you can heal that yeah just by identifying one you can usually just then heal through the different dimensions okay so is each lifetime is there only ever one moment of separation yeah i mean you experience separation there's a key moment of separation right but you're going to experience or often recreate those moments over and over and over again right shitty relationships or other patterns yeah okay all right Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah and it used to be that in soul memory, the older practice of soul memory of 20 years ago, not only would you have to go through and find that key moment of separation in the past lifetime, then you would also have a pattern healing that went with it. What does that mean? As in, there was actually a practice within the craft that went through and healed the patterns okay. associated with that. Okay. We stopped doing that, I want to say, 12 to 15 years ago. Why? There was no need. So if I go and I do something with Ellen mm-hmm. or you or any soul memory practitioner yeah. and they heal an old story, is that it? No more separation for me? It helps bring you into wholeness and healing the separation from the past lifetime will heal the separation in this lifetime because it's the soul that carries the memory. Okay. Right? So if your soul's experienced that separation okay. in that previous lifetime and you've had the separation in this lifetime healing the past lifetime will bring it into healing now but then will my life entirely change because i'm no longer in separation yeah it always shifts because i think and think of a lot of people who've maybe done a soul memory session and their lives haven't shifted why would that be then Mm, there's various reasons for that because in soul memory you can carry more than one karmic issue what we talk about when we when we do our karmic healing through our practice we talk about your karmic theme. The karmic theme is bigger than the karmic issue. So, and this isn't to sell our work necessarily, but what we've been able to do is take a bigger, larger perspective. So you can encompass more. So you can encompass more. 
So it's not just if I go see, let, let's say I go see a soul memory practitioner mm-hmm. and we do something on a point of separation, that could be one of my karmic things. So exactly. say One of the ways in which your karmic issue or your karmic thing presents. Yeah, so that one can come into wholeness, but it's not saying all the others are in wholeness. Not necessarily. It might just make room for the next one to come up. Okay, fine. Yeah. Whereas if you do it kind of from the I'm not good enough karmic space of all of it, then you mm-hmm. can just do it all at once. It's still a process, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but we you're still not... have the processes and you're still, and the reason why it would work is it's the individual doing it, right? Okay. So it's the soul doing it for themselves. It's not to say that, you know, if you do soul memory with a facilitator, you're still doing it. You're still an active participant. Your higher self is still there. You're doing it all. But the way in which we do it from that perspective, from that more expanded perspective of I am not good enough and this is my karmic theme and within this karmic theme holds all of my experiences in this lifetime, which is mirrored by some other lifetime or mirrors another lifetime in which I had a similar separation experience. And then you're, but you're processing that differently, right? You're doing it directly for yourself over time. And often a soul memory session involves a lot of other processes that helps kind of round out that healing. And then a person moves on. I mean, I've always experienced positive shifts, but these things take time. So my second question Mm -hmm. is kind of, what's the point? And I know this sounds like a weird question, but I (laughs) I mean, like, why would a soul come into a world if to only to feel separation, so it needs to be brought into wholeness, and then keep doing it. I like. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, okay, you know, like soul memory. Great, you've like sorted out the problem. Yeah. But why have I created that problem in the first place? Well, remember, we had free will because for the divine to be fully present, free will can't exist. Because you're you're choosing the divine, right? So and then, you are then, always the divine, so there's yeah. no separation. So yeah. in order to allow for free will, which is, hey, let's just see what things would be like if we could do X. Mm. I mean, literally X, right? But like, yeah. you know, if we can experience all these things, well, that's going to take choice. So we have to be able to choose it. That's free will. And once we can have all those choices and exercise them, we still have the critical choice of separation to allow for that. So why would we do that? Well, we do that in order to have these other experiences. Okay. But then when for the divine to be acknowledged or whatever, the reason why you can't have free will in those situations is because you can't choose anything, which is including I am not the divine. The minute you have the choice of I am the divine, you're no longer in free will because there's one less choice that you won't make effectively right you'll still have choice loads but in fact in some ways even more yeah conceptually yeah because if you think you're god you can pretty much do anything oh gosh you have the will of creation Uh, yeah which is huge yeah the only choice you can't make is to unthink your god exactly and to separate further which is again the trauma so why would we do that well we do that for a multitude of experiences that cannot necessarily include, you know, our divine consciousness. So, but then but we're in pain and suffering. Yeah, but you're not always in pain and suffering. Yeah, that's true. Because I don't know why I decided to do this. It was weird. And I did think, oh, maybe I'm doing this to lead into a podcast. <laughs> but I went back. It's for the work. It's for the work. It's for the work. Um, it's I my went, purpose. Yeah, I literally went back and I was reading old messages between me and someone from like four years ago. Oh, dear God. I was just curious okay. as to like, now I know so much more was how I felt it and experienced it. The truth. 
Was it real? Was it real? Yeah. And no was the answer. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, that was an fishing expedition that yielded something. Yeah, no, it was okay. really fascinating actually because I remember being so nervous and stressed and every message meant so much and, you know, what does he feel? What do I feel? What's going on? And then I went back and read it and I was like, this is just a conversation. <laughs> it had so much more weight then, that's all. It just, it just, it had so much more weight and everything was so big. And, mm -hmm. you know, I started thinking to myself, oh my gosh, like the person who experienced that, she doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, She had such, she was like, you know, like when the phone beeped, she was so excited, Aww, you know, and like everything like sweet. meant so much more, uh -huh. but also the stakes were so fucking high and they really were never that high. Everything was so high. And now that entire experience, I'd probably have in like a day and <laughs> it wouldn't feel the same. And I know this sounds like a really weird thing to say because on one side I was like, oh, cringe. But on the other side, I was like, oh my God, but the amount of experience and emotion and feeling and learning and joy and excitement and all the things that I experienced from that time mm -hmm. I wouldn't experience like that today mm. and actually like there was a beauty in that yeah there was like a beauty in that kind of like kind of almost teenager-ish like yeah and then I started thinking like how many people have I been in one lifetime and so I know that I you know like we asked a lot about past lives and you know when we're talking about past lives and spirituality I kind of think yes but how many lives have I had in this one well you can have so many lifetimes in a single lifetime so imagine what your past lifetimes look like although to be fair you know in previous lifetimes at least so a lifetime but by the way let's just iron this out for a second so a lifetime is when we take on form on the earth plane right okay And an incarnation is when a soul takes on life form. I'm so sorry, what? Okay. Let me say this again. So a lifetime only applies to one's time on earth. Okay. So my time from birth to death is a lifetime. Well, your lifetime can be as short as three years. And you die at three. Yeah. So right. what happens if you die before you're three years old? It wouldn't have been a full lifetime. What would it have been? Half a lifetime. Okay. Is it important Partial. to know that? No. But an incarnation is, is when a soul takes on a life form. So it makes the choice to become fully sourced in order to grow and evolve. Okay, so I'm silent because I don't understand. What do you mean by that? When a soul takes on life form, as in it makes the choice to become fully sourced, we do this, right? And we've said this before, previous seasons, to grow and evolve. Okay. Right? The blah, blah. Yeah. Everything that, you know, I know that's your blah, blah to you. I'm just thinking if someone opens and this is the first ever episode they hear of Karma's My Bitch, they're going to be like, sorry, I didn't realize that was my so metaphysical. <laughs> no, no, let me direct you to the sex episodes. You can come back to this later. <laughs> this is the most metaphysical episode I've ever been a part of. Okay, continue. I really didn't realize it would be. I was like, imagine my surprise when I started this and I was like, oh, this is where we're going? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm confused. <laughs> and then it really got, it, it, it'll make sense. I no, promise. I trust. I trust it does. So everything that we are is a choice from the time we make the ultimate pivotal choice, which is to incarnate. Mm. And that choice all takes place before we come into form. Okay. So the soul, which is a blob of energy, it's capable of making choices. Oh yeah. yeah and yeah, so yeah. they make the choice, we're going to incarnate. And then do they choose like, I'm going to have brown hair, blue yeah, eyes. Yeah. All of that. So why did my soul choose blue eyes for me? 
<laughs> but it didn't. it didn't. And it had its reasons. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it didn't realize how nice it would be. Okay, anyway, go on. So it chooses all the things. It's a very nice eye color. I don't know what you're bitching about, right? See, again, we just hold ourselves in judgment. And our soul knew that. And it was like, you got to learn to accept. Okay, fine. So all the other choices that we make after we've come into form is to, in order to be in service to our mission for our growth and evolution. So you make a choice. Mm-hmm. You make a choice. And you're like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then you make all the other choices, like who are, what my hair color, what my parents look like, yeah, yeah. what my fate is. Yeah. So the soul chooses a fate before you come in. It's not the soul Absolutely. already has the fate. Correct. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. It's all a choice. It's all that. So it my soul is like super up. fucking smart and it weaves a tapestry. Yeah. Okay, fine. Weaves this whole tapestry. It's like, yeah. fingers crossed. Yeah. And then, and then and jumps in, basically. Jumps in, but knowing full well what it's, what's in store for it, right? That, okay, I'm going into this, this separation world, this 3D experience. I've had it before. It's going to be shit. But I've, I've survived. I've been through it. I'm just going to have to my get, tea. get through the, to the other side, and then I get to live in 5D on, in Earth. So there's definitely... Yeah. A point. Yeah. All the souls in body will have definitely known that this was for this kind of cosmic consciousness jump or whatever you want to call it. So, of course, there was that knowing, but we also kind of forget how shit it is. So then the, the tapestry that we weave before we come in, we're like, okay, this could happen, this could happen, this could happen. But what happens if, for example, you're like, all right, I'm going to come into this world and I want that soul to be my person. And that soul's like, no, mate, I want to be with that soul. Are you like, oh, sad. <laughs> how does it work interaction with other souls so our fate accounts for all of those possibilities right and we've do you have to get sign off from other people other souls absolutely you don't you don't don't get to decide (laughs) this hot guy yeah and we had a past life team together and it was super steamy it was super amazing maybe we can make it work this time because it didn't work in that last time well odds are it's not (laughs) And the people you're often picking from those past lifetimes, that kind of sucked. Yeah, you're going to pick them, but usually in order to heal stuff, okay. not necessarily so that you can make it different this okay. time, right? Or you'll make it different in the healing way, not because, oh, well, you know, our ter- our parents tore us apart and now we get to be together. Why? Sometimes it can happen. Well, because the point wasn't so to rectify a wrong because that separation and you two being together wasn't necessarily the wrong. The wrong was the trauma of separation. Yeah? Okay. So we don't get to necessarily heal things just by doing them differently. Like, in that example, we weren't together and now we're together in this lifetime. That's but not that's possible though, isn't it? It's possible, but it's a lot rarer than people realize. Okay. Right? Okay. And there's so many souls out there. There's so many experiences to be had. We don't necessarily need to be cycling through shit. Okay, fine. Over and over. What about like soul families and soul clans and all that stuff that you hear about? You really would only encounter less than five, like less than a handful in a lifetime. And you won't necessarily know them your whole lives. You might just kind of pass through. But how is it like when you meet someone and you've had like seven lifetimes together? That's rare. After we've come into form... We still have choices to make, right? Not everything's decided and we just kind of plop in into our human lives and then we're just like, all right, here we go. Yeah. Right? We're still making choices every day. We're still having to experience things all the time. But every choice we ultimately make once we're in body will always be in service 
to our mission for growth and evolution. Okay. That, and that includes our karma. So what is the whole mission for growth and evolution? Is it, is it for a lifetime or is it for, for all the lifetimes cumulatively? All the lifetimes cumulatively. What's the point? To grow and evolve. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So ultimately... It's I get why the, like, I'd want to grow and evolve in this lifetime because I'm like, I want to be really happy in this lifetime. So yeah, I'm here to do that. There's so many possible experiences at every given juncture that it's always going to be different every time so we come into body. When you talk about grow and evolve is another way of saying that experience more possibilities. Yeah. Experience more possibilities, but so that the soul can take away more and more knowledge and wisdom. In like a happy love way or in all the in ways? In all the ways. Okay. In all the ways, right? Because we're effectively, and that's just the divine experiencing But itself. would you not also say at this point, like the souls have had a lot of knowledge and wisdom on suffering and pain? Well, yeah, that's why we're here for 5D. So that we're ready to not do that bit again. Exactly. Um, and it's not the souls necessarily that we're talking about. It's the souls in human form. Because mm. really, as we've said before, we're really here to get humanity to evolve. Yeah. The souls are quite evolved, yeah. right? It's so had if we get humanity to evolve, then the soul can come in and have a more pleasant experience here. Well, and so humanity doesn't just destroy itself. It's not like we just need to get earth and humans at a point where then we're all just like at a four seasons resort. Yeah, that's Every kind of this, that's what I'm saying. So when the soul comes in, it has a, more of a party time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we just want one big Ibiza. Yeah. No, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm really loving this conversation. Night <laughs> day and visa. <laughs> I'm like really, yeah. I mean, that's what I would have thought Souls would be just the girl. Really want to be happy. Yeah. No, it's just yeah. We've we've timed out on 3D. Humanity is going to destroy itself if it doesn't expand its consciousness. I was going to say get its shit together, but yeah. expand its consciousness enough in order to want to preserve all of its beauty while simultaneously expanding its consciousness so that it can continue to be its creator self. Okay. And so there's the growth for the individual soul and its evolution. And that's really what we're here for. Which one? Both. Okay. Both. What's the difference between growth and evolution again? So growth is more individual. Okay. Right. It's individual for the person, the human, and the evolution is for the soul. Okay, so growth is human, evolution is soul. We can't say that they're tidy demarcations, but m more or less, that's one way to look at it. Okay, fine. All right, and that uh, wouldn't be wholly incorrect. Okay. Not wholly incorrect. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so in order to fulfill that, mo that, that mission for growth and evolution, we have to allow ourselves to experience, you know, like really live. Okay. Why? Because otherwise... What the fuck are you doing here? Coasting doesn't bring about growth and evolution. It just brings about stasis. But what happens if growth and evolution involves a lot of pain? Because I'm just thinking like, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have given the choice between stasis and lots of pain. They well, then make stasis. other choices. Okay. Right? So you know that you're, you're achieving that mission to grow and evolve if you allow yourself to feel what it's like to actually be alive. And we have this really twisted notion that to live is to, is to know suffering, to know pain, right? It's just like very yeah. artistic, like, you know, my art is my pain. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's actual bullshit. That's just, those are the excuses we've come up with in order to explain our separation experience because we are too powerless to have changed it. But you know, to be alive is to also know joy. Well, to be alive is to be in joy. It's not to be in pain. Right. 
yeah. that's my experience of it as well yeah. because when I'm in pain I shut shit down huh. I'm not present I'm living from a place of fear or defensiveness or mm -hmm. despair that's not joy yeah. that's not being alive that's living in my head yeah that, that is you know is. so actually being alive is being in joy and actually interacting with the world around me yeah. for me living is actually being happy or yeah. creating whatever you mm. need in order to get there yeah part of our growth and evolution also requires that we allow ourselves to become our fate uh, and when we know we know we've become our fate when we can live in flow and that actually means that all the doors just open as we move throughout our lives, throughout our days. Everything just kind of lines up without even trying. Does that always happen? When you're, yeah, when you're operating from that place, yeah. The doors open and you know which one to walk through when it's time. So it's just not so much of a struggle and so you don't yeah. have to force There's no anything. struggle. There's no struggle. Things just unfold. So basically like being in flow or whatever. Being in flow. Okay. And the third thing is just to allow ourselves to create. Yeah. So then to actually make choices and do stuff. Keep doing stuff okay. and keep making choices. I mean, it makes sense because, you know, when I think about it, most of us kind of stop living. And mm -hmm. I don't mean that in like a really like Debbie Downer way, but like kind of in the sense that when you're scared or when you're so used to living in a certain routine, like, and we stop feeling, mm -hmm. we stop living. Yeah. And actually, instead of experiencing things, new things, fun things that could actually be really great and bring us much, lots of joy and be really lovely and we can learn new things, we're so scared because we associate, you know, pain and suffering and shit with learning and growing that we prefer to not do anything at all. Yeah. And then it means that we're not actually living. And as I said, like, living for me is being in joy. Mm -hmm. So... If we're not in joy, we're not living. No. You know, instead we're basically just like slowly dying. Yeah, we have We're in a paralyzed state, right? Like we you're just... Been. If we're not in a dynamic state of living, which we know we are when we're creating, right? We're creating our days. We're creating our weeks. We're creating our lives hour by hour through making choices that align with our purpose, that align with our fate, that align with the things that we ultimately desire, so desire is what moves us out of that kind of paralyzed state. Okay, so what is desire? So desire is full-bodied want for nothing more or less than what will align us to our ultimate fate. Have we ever defined desire before? No, but I also didn't understand that. So Really? Okay. I asked that because I'm like, I actually kind of liked it when I came Yeah, no, out, I like it. I was it. like, we we finally have a definition. <laughs> yeah, because I feel we have heart's desires. So we understood what desire was in the sense of like the word. I'd Like I know what table means, but like. From a place of full consciousness, right? It's again, why we banged on about consciousness all those other seasons. But it does, it's not higher consciousness, just no. mental, physical, As in, Yeah, but it's full bodied. Okay want for nothing more or less than what aligns to your fate as in you want to be you and your most expanded state in which you are expressing your fullest potential at all times so why do you say nothing more or less because i don't necessarily want to be a billionaire right what i want is everything that is possible in my fate a fate accounts for everything it accounts for the potential of things. It so it's quite for, a lot. It's quite a lot. 
accounts for even the parts that I haven't even been able to reach that I can still create as I go and go and go. So I don't need any more or less than what's accounted for in my fate. Okay, fine. But it belongs to me. Okay, fine. So it's always going to be an extension and an expression of everything I'm doing from one minute to the next and so on and so forth. Yeah. So when we talk about, you know, in the previous season, when we talked about being an outlier, when we kind of, when we talked about being your most magical self, when we talked about being your greatest self, it wasn't, well, I'm going to be my greatest self and that self is going to, must aspire to be like Elon Musk or, you know, whomever, you know, pick a big, you know, somebody who has a lot of focus right now who seems so influential or wealthy. That's what a lot of people do. They aspire to be like, like someone, someone else. When we're saying basically desires, I want to be the best version of myself. The greatest possible version of myself okay. that my fate allows, which allows for a lot. Okay. Is so that you why don't you use the word more. ultimate in mm -hmm. ultimate fate? Ultimate fate, exactly. Okay. Yep. All right. So that could be... So you can still want more and more. It's not saying you can't want for more. We should always want for more because that's going to keep us aligning to our fate. But you want for more in the expression of you, not in the expression exactly. of someone else. Exactly. In order to get to be like someone else. Okay. And so ultimately when we are expressing desire, that is what we're saying. Well, the thing is, is that, yeah, because that makes sense if you're coming from a place of where you know that you are enough, mm -hmm. where you know that you are not, you know, you don't have to be like someone else because mm -hmm. you don't have to emulate their success or their happiness or their goals because you are happy to create your own. Yeah. And if you're coming from that place of you are enough, then I guess everything else kind of falls into place because that enough will keep growing and growing and growing. You might as well make the most of it. We're here now. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I guess I'm not really the one to say this, but I will. For someone who really did think I just want to get out you know mm -hmm. and we've spoken about this a lot in other seasons I have to say that there is a way to you can you can choose differently yeah. like you can choose like from sadness to joy from misery to relief and from pain to peace like you can choose happiness yeah even if you haven't experienced it yet and or in fleeting moments yeah and I think yeah. we forget that Everything is choice. Like we talk about fate and incarnation and all this stuff. Well, you talk about it. I listen. And <laughs> at least you didn't hold up air quotes this time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but ultimately, everything is a choice. And even if you buy into like destiny, yes, we talk about destiny being a smaller portion of fate mm -hmm. because our choices feel much more limited because they're definitely defined by our fears and our karma and all that kind of stuff. Yes. But once you've kind of come out of that, or you can just see that you are enough and your choices matter then it really is limitless possibilities for you. It's just limitless possibilities for you as you. Yeah. And that, even though it doesn't feel like it right now for some people, it is better. Because imagine being able to say, I live my life as me, and I was so happy for it. Mm -hmm. It's a much bigger and greater experience than, well, I copied that dude and it was kind of okay. Course correction is always possible. It sometimes doesn't seem possible to people who've come down so far or whose choices might have led them down a particular path mm. and they don't know how or if they'll ever make it back. Okay. And that's the point of karma, where if we follow our karma and that path... Like the breadcrumb. Exactly. It will always lead us back to ourselves. 
in that empowered place. Question though, but in the last season, you said there are some people who are so broken they can never come into wholeness. Right. So and I'm not they... talking about coming into wholeness. Oh, you're just talking about course correction. Okay. I'm just talking about course correction. Okay. Right. Yeah. Where you can still find relief. You can still, as you said, the relief, the joy, it's still possible. It is never not possible. As long as you are in body, everything's you can, you can still be on happy. the table. Mm-hmm. Is it possible? I don't know if I would say that. I, I don't even want to promise that, but I still, I do believe that everyone can still experience joy. I still think everything and anything is possible though. And I think as long as we can hold that for everyone, then we still have a chance. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.